And good afternoon, everybody. As the days become darker earlier, don't worry about it. That means the nights are going to be longer. More time to learn Torah. This is your friend Peretz B, a.k.a. The Reb, the Reb with a cause, right here on J-Root, the station that does listen to you. We are on live today in the J-Root studio, 718-683-5858, anything that's on your mind. First thing I want to tell you on my mind, please help support this wonderful station, this radio station that's looking out for you, listening out for you want you to send your donation. And by the way, we hope to be coming out. I just got the first copy of our All for the Boss audio CD uh, story based on All for the Boss. Remember the the, uh, the great story of Rabbi Yaakov Yosef Herman by Rebetzin Shane, Zekat Sadeka the Bracha? Well, we are now going to be bringing a pre-release to you. First 10 people that call and make a pledge and actually send a pledge of $50 or more to J-Root, I'm going to send you a copy, a sample copy of that audio uh, for kids, all for the boss for children. And if you call in at this number, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, either to discuss a topic that's on your mind or to make a pledge, and send that pledge to J-Root Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue at Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That's 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. First 10 people to call in um, about any topic today during the first hour, we are going to give you a copy, a sample copy of the audio CD of All for the Boss for Children with sound effects and music, a, a preview before it actually hits the stands. Well, let's see who's joining us today. Hi, Perez B. Welcome back. <laughs> this is The Reb. How are you? Okay, I have something very interesting. You want to write a marathon for your radio. I left the number because I wanted to give a donation, and nobody ever called me back. They well, here, here, here's a here's a good piece of advice for you. Send either through check, email, or post dated cash. I'm just kidding, no post dated cash. <laughs> at uh, J Root Radio, twenty eight twenty nine Nostrand Avenue. Wait, wait, let me write. Hold it. One second. I'm in the car, so I'm. This is a little twenty eight twenty nine. What? Nostrand Avenue. Yeah. That's Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 29. And what is the J Root? Is it's that J Root. It yeah, it's J Root. J Root Radio. Okay. J R O O T. Like, you know, it's not like having a root canal. Okay. It's, this is more I like. Got it for that, huh? No, we don't. Okay, not, I heard it. I, yeah, all right. So why not? I was uh, calling the number for another reason, though. You yes. had something that you were offering or what? Yes. Now, you just have to send me a note. At E I C H L E R Media, you write. I hope you pulled over because at this point you're going to need a secretary, yeah, that or a third hand to write this down. It's I'm uh, right now driving, so I'm not writing anything. All right, just remember, Eichler okay. Media, E I C H L E R Media at gmail.com. Just jot down um, your contact information and where I can send you the audio CD when it's ready. Bleen Netter, there's the show, okay? Just for being a J Root listener and calling in and making a pledge to J Root today. You get it? You know what? I'm stopping, I'm stopping my car now so that I can write down the stuff that That's you told me. Good. Hold it one second. Okay. What was All that right. website? Here we go. It's Eichler Media, E-I-C-H-L-E-R Media at gmail.com. E-I-C-H-L-E-R Media at gmail.com. I'm sorry. E-I-C-H-L-E-R Media, M-E-D-I-A. At G- E-I-C-L-E-R media at gmail. E-I-C-H-L-E-R media at gmail.com. Oh, okay. I missed the H. Okay. That's like Eichler. Eichler media at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Like, That's it. 
All right. Thanks for being a Jay Rule listener. Look forward to hearing from you. And thanks for calling. Okay. And remember, buckle up for safety and green lights straight ahead, Bezdashem. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us right here on J-Root. This is Peretz B, a.k.a. The Reb, The Reb with a Cause. I want to thank my good friends, um, Kaim Leib. Don't want to mention his last name. Famous family. And he's a wonderful person, always encourages us here on J-Root. So thank you, Kaim Leib in Lakewood for being a uh, J-Root listener. So let me just ask you a couple of things. How do you feel now that the election is over and things are starting to take shape? Do you feel good about it? Do you feel great about it? Do you feel blasé about it? Um, And here's a trick question for you, just to let you know it's a heads up. I'm not trying to entrap you, but do you think somebody should take the SATs in order to get into the Electoral College? Do you think that they should lower the SAT scores in order to help um, certain people get into the Electoral College? Now, if I were a wise guy, I, I, you know, I would just say it without saying I'm setting you up. But Hamavin um, Yavin, do you think the Electoral College is a good idea or do you think the popular vote is a better idea and why? 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Now, on the subjects that we're going to be talking about today on JRoot, of course, we have to be looking. We have to be looking at the Parsha this week, which is Hayasara. And one of the things that we see very clearly is the ability to see the good in every life situation. And, and while we're on that, and I'm going to get to that, there's something that kind of bothers me, and I'm wondering if you feel the same way. Sometimes you'll see there's a wonderful cause, a wonderful cause for something that wasn't so wonderful that happened. Uh, I'm thinking about an incident recently where there was a a near-fatal accident, Lolenu, and to the credit of friends and neighbors and communities throughout the, um, throughout the Jewish world, people rallied to raise funds, and they did it very quickly, and it was a wonderful thing to do. My only question was, they described the vivid, with vividness and, um, and passion the, the horrible incident, Lo'olainu, that happened. And there was no problem with describing it because people had to know how serious it was. The problem that I had with it was that when they began to put out the PR for the meetings that they were having for it, in big letters on their, on their material, they put um, hot fleshig buffet and sushi bar. Now, I realize that it's important to have food. When you're inviting people over for a cause, it makes people feel a little more comforted, a little better, a little easier to socialize, again, to the swing of things. But are we holding by the point that when something happens in a community, that in order to attract people to come, you got to let them know that it's a hot fleshy buffet and a sushi bar? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm just missing something there. But I would like to think that if you had the hot buffet and the sushi bar, so have it, enjoy it. Gay gesund to hate. But what do you have to put that in as well? Hey, come to this, help out the cause, and wink, wink, hot buffet and sushi bar. I mean, I don't know if it's really necessary. I, I just think it this speaks of a kind of, uh, I don't know, Madison Avenue-izing of our ability to present things 
that have a cause and had a need, but without understanding that the depth and the breadth and the urgency of the need itself is sufficient without having to have the come on of a hot buffet and a sushi bar. What do you think about that? All right, our number here is 718-683-5858, Hi, you're on the air with me, Parrots B, a.k.a. The Rev, the Rev with the Cause, licensed by the State of Awareness to Live Life to Its Fullest, Bez Deshem. Hi, how are you? Welcome to J-Root. Hi. All right. Uh, uh, got... What is your email? Hi, could you just speak a little bit louder and a little bit clearer? Hello? Oh, all right. At any rate, you can reach us at 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Would like you to come on board and be a J-Root sponsor, and I am going ahead with my offer for the first 10 people to contact us here that uh, I will send you Netter, my audio CD of Offer the Boss for Kids, if you make a pledge and send in that money to J-Root today. Thanks for calling J-Root. This is Perrins B, a.k.a. The Rev, The Rev with the Cause. How are you? What's on your mind today? Good, good, good. Good. Um, yes. About about the advertising about food and by a cause. It's, at the end, when you have an organization or anything, there's all different kinds of people for all different kinds of reasons. At the end, they're they're coming together for one reason, but each one sees it in his own way. So the food is is just it just it it just puts it in a different environment, like a much relaxed or warmer environment than just like it's stand up, you know, everybody's standing up in a room or something like that. I think... So you would say that we perceive things through sushi lenses in order to get somebody to come to a charitable cause. I mean, let me ask you something. If you saw that somebody was in, in need, Lolaino, and somebody was in an accident, God forbid, Lolaino, we should never know from it, and the person needed help and you were asked to come to a parlor meeting, would your coming, would your attendance be contingent upon whether the fact there was a hot fleshic buffet and a sushi bar or just on the cause itself? Just, just on the cause itself. But once again, this is, it's not a specific, it's not just for one single man or something like that. It's for an entire big purpose. And for a big purpose, you got to lay it out differently. Because there's all different kinds of people, and, and they, many of these people, many, many, many of these people who are already uh, who are going to contribute to this organization have already contributed to many, many, many which people came to them. So now that you're bringing them to one place together, it just it just adds a little different environment. But it's not for. It's not to get the people. It just. I hear you have, a, you have a good point. My only question would be on that would be supposing there were two simultaneous events and one had the sushi bar with a hot fleshic buffet and one had a hot milk buffet with no sushi bar. You think it'd have to be a, a, an intellectual struggle between deciding which cause to go to because you weren't sure which buffet to go to or which cause to go to? That's basically the point I'm making. At any rate, thanks for calling J Root. And uh, we do appreciate the call. Thanks very much for tuning in right here on J. Ruth Station. That does listen to you. This is Parents B, a.k.a. The Reb. All right, everybody, you can reach me at our hotline, 718-683-5858. I do want to read something that I came across by, by Rabbi Pliskin on this idea 
of seeing the good in every life situation, and perhaps you can give me your take on it as well. Now, if you look in the Pusik where it says that the life of Sarah Imenu was 100 years and 20 years and 7 years, and these were the years of the life of Sarah Imenu. Now, Rashi comments that all the years of Sarah's life were equally good. And the question arises, which is, how could this be said about Sarah since the the idea is that she seems to have suffered very, very much in her life? Now, for many years, we know that she was without children. She couldn't have children, Lowell Leno. And she experienced famine and exile, and she was taken captive by Paro and Mitzrayim, and then later, later by Avimelech. Now, Rabbi Zusha of Anapoli explained that Sarah mastered the attribute of constantly saying, Gam zel this is also for the good. You thought perhaps that maybe Nochem Ish Gamzu coined the phrase. Well, long before Nochem Ish Gamzu, our Avos and Imos had echoed that phrase, Gamzu Latova. Even those events that others might, um, might have considered to be very, very difficult and would even use the word bad, perhaps, she was aware that they were from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and therefore she was able to evaluate them in a positive light. And that positive light, that colored Sarah Menu's entire life. And you and I both know, or we should know at least, that the quality of a person's life is not, certainly should not be dependent on external situations, though at times it's a little hard to, to see why it's not. There are people whose lives seem to run very smoothly. Nevertheless, they tend to evaluate even minor frustrations as tragedies, and therefore their view on life is perceived through negative lenses. So the Torah ideal is to beware that the purpose of your life, my friends, is to perfect your character. For me to perfect my character and for help and for each of us to help us grow. And that every opportunity in life is exactly that. It's an opportunity for growth. And Sarah mastered this this level of conscientiousness. Therefore, at the end of her life, which was always constantly devoted to growth, it could be said about her that really all her years were good. Now, this lesson is very important for each of us to eternalize, internalize, and eternalize. Internalize it, take it inside, and eternalize it, make it last forever. We have to see the growth possible in every life event. In each difficult situation, we have to ask ourselves, and this is not always easy, and maybe that's part of the difficulty, how can I become a better person because of what happened? How can I become a better person because of what happened? In Rabbi Ari Levin's younger years, he studied at Slutsk, where Rabbi Yisr Zalman Meltzer was the, the Rosh Hashiva. The two met again in Yerushalayim Irkoidish when Rabbi Arya had grown to manhood, and they became neighbors, neighbors in Yerushalayim Irkoidish. And as Rabbi Yisr Zalman once sat talking to Rabbi Arya about his time, his period of study in Slutsk, he asked very innocently, and where did you have your lodgings? Where did you, where did you live? Where did you stay? Where did you eat? He said to him, Oh, I, I was quite comfortably situated. I had a bench in the Schneider Schul, and that was my regular place to sleep, right on that bench. It, it was very comfortable. Hmm, mumbled Rabbi Isser Zalman. 
not altogether pleased with the answer. Where where did you eat? Oh, I had very good accommodations, Ravari said. Let me see. On Sundays, I went to this family. On Tuesdays, I went to that one. And on Thursdays, yes, yes, I remember I had a, a wonderful family where I had my Suda. But what about all the other days other than the three that you mentioned? Oh, he said, um, other days. Uh, well, I managed very well, said Ravari. And Rav- Rabbi Meltzer realized right away that as a young Talmud, Rabarie had gone hungry. Kind of ironic, don't you think? Or at least startling for those of us who live in communities where every block you walk down, there's another restaurant, Brokashem Kosher restaurants, abound. No shortage of that. But can you imagine? Young Rabarie Levine went hungry for three days because he didn't have a place to eat. Now, Rabbi Meltzer realized that this was something that perhaps he could have done something about. Please forgive my lack of awareness. Please forgive me, said Reb Yisr Zalman Meltzer. Rabari assured him, however, that he neither suffered or felt any neglect. He harbored no memories of deprivation. That night, Mrs. Meltzer came knocking at his door. Please, please come at once, she requested. Her husband was unable to sleep. Rabari found his former teacher sitting up with tears running down his cheeks. Whatever will I answer on the Yom HaDin on my day of judgment, he pleaded, when they asked me how it is that I never knew that Rabari slept on a bench with no proper bed to call his own, that he didn't have enough to eat, and that he studied Torah. He studied Torah in hardship and suffering. He continued until Rabari was able to reassure him that he really didn't mind what happened. And if you look in Sadiq in our time, you'll find that there. What do you think about that? Do we have the ability to take every life situation and look at it with a positive point of view? Again, that does not preclude or excuse those people who are witnesses and able to participate in helping the situation to do everything that they can to alleviate. You don't say, oh, well, don't worry. You'll make the best of every life situation, so I'm sure it'll be okay. No, our job is to help and make sure that we do everything that we can to see that that person has what he or she needs. All right, Peretz B, a.k.a. The Reb, thanks for joining us. I want to remind you that if you're um, out there in our J-Root audience, that you should, if you can, please send a pledge to J-Root 2829 Nostrand Avenue, 2829 Nostrand Avenue. As one of our callers already mentioned, as she was driving along, she, she was thoughtful enough to pull to the side of the road, write down the address, and take note of where to send her pledge. Anybody who sends $50 or more and lets me know about it, I'll be happy to send you Blee Netter, my new audio CD of All for the Boss for Kids, prior to its uh, distribution. So I'd like to be able to do that for you. Make a pledge of $50 or more to JRoot and let me know that you did it by reaching me at eichlermedia at gmail.com. And uh, you can give me a call right now. What do you think about the Electoral College versus the popular vote? Do you think it, uh, it's something that's good for America? As a member of the Jewish community, do you feel that it makes a difference whether there's a popular vote or an electoral vote that would be good for America? As citizens of these great United States, we have an obligation to look for the good and well-being of this great country, no matter what your political affiliation. So what do you think about that? You can reach me here at 718-683-5858. Popular vote versus, versus the electoral College. Now, by the way, 
if you're out there and you know the difference between the popular vote and the electoral college and you're thinking one minute or less you could explain it to people who don't understand what it is, also give me a call at 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. What, what do you feel about what's going on now in terms of some of these protests against the president-elect who seems to want to do so much good and uh, will be putting his agenda into motion. What do you think about that? 718-683-5858. Hi, you're on with me, Peretz B. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you, Baruch Hashem? You, you too, that's exactly what I was going to say, Baruch Hashem. The Rebbe Tzarebis at Psalm once told me that is the biggest bracha, as long as you mean it. So what's on your mind today, and what can we help you with? Number one, I really appreciate what you said about the positive lens that really made me um, give me an eye-opener, which is uh, true, which we all know about, but we got to constantly hear it. And I love the way you said it in such a attitude that our Torah is just, it's, it's nothing to do with our external life, what happens to us and what happens with us. It's more about the fixing our midos, and if we realize that, then we know that really Hashem is running the world that will really help us, and people will just be happier people. I think you're absolutely right about that. I think you've got your lenses on properly, you got the right prescription, and you got your head on straight also. So hats thank off to you. you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for the call right here on J-Root. You can reach me at E-I-C-H-L-E-R Media if you want to drop me a line, let me know anything else that's on your mind, and if we can send you and a... And I wanted to speak yeah, to you also about the popular and the regular vote. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you... um, each each one has its mile and its facade. The mile of the popular vote is, which um, I don't know where it runs around, where, where people use the popular vote, is that everybody feels that he has a connection with the actual president. Masha um, Enke now, when it's not a popular vote, then he's not really picking a president. He's more picking a party, or, or he's picking a party that it, he's part of a state that's actually picking the party. Right. So... The question is, is, do we allow him, do we allow a certain person who is maybe not so educated to give him the right to actually pick the president? Or do we allow him to pick a party and let the party pick the president, which is something that actually happens in the Israeli politics much more, which is much clearer, where, where nobody, it's really not even the presidents going against each other, it's more the parties going against each other. Now, even though technically we all, when we went to vote, we either picked Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, but it's not really you're picking them, it's really you as a part of a state that's picking them. I hear it. Was I making sense? Yeah, you're making, you're, you're making sense, but the truth is, I'm still not quite, quite sure why the electoral vote is better than a popular vote, but on the other hand, you can really see how, how important it is that there is a, um, a preponderance of opinion based on the state itself and not just mere individuals, because had it been for the popular vote, we know who would have been president. And uh, listen, Lev Malachim B'Yad Hashem. If that's what a Kaddish Baruch wanted, it would have been fine. But I, I think we're all seeing at this point that this was probably the better choice. We hope so. Anyway, thanks very much for the call. You can reach me at EICHLER Media. And I'd like to send you a... Thank you, you so a, much, Bart. Have a wonderful day. Amen. Gamata. Thanks for the call. 718-683-5858. You know, speaking of politics, it's not always easy to discern that which politicians in particular uh, mean. And it's important to understand the true meaning of what people say. And if you want to know where we learn that from, right in this week's portion, Avram Heard Ephron and 
Avram weighed for Ephron the silver which he spoke about in the years of Benechess, 400 shekelim of silver that merchants used. So where do you see from that to learn to understand the true meaning of what others say? So in the words that Avram heard, the Rashbam commented, a hint is sufficient to the wise man. You ever hear that? A word to the wise is sufficient? It's right out of the Rashbam. Ephron spoke as if he were a generous man. He spoke to Avram Avinu with the greatest cover, the greatest respect. He ostensibly, right out in the open, offered him the burial site free of charge. He mentioned, however, just kind of like in passing, the 400 shekelim that one might usually pay for this is nothing between friends. Your friendship is more precious than money. Take it without payment, my friend. But Avram Avinu took the hint. He was perceptive and realized that Ephron did not really want to give the land for nothing. It might seem to be a bit naive, maybe a naive bystander, that Ephron only mentioned this sum of money as an aside. That was just a passing remark of no significance. But Avram, Avram Avinu heard with his his well-tuned ears and with his well-tuned mind and his intuition understood what Ephron's real intentions were. He responded to Ephron's inner wishes and not to his superficial words. Now, this ability, my friends, to differentiate between what someone says and what he really means is an attribute that would behoove all of us to develop. And that is really at the heart of our spiritual growth in many ways. Let me give you some examples that Ari Pliskin brings down. Let's say somebody makes a belittling remark about something he just accomplished. The person would really appreciate a kind word. Oh, <laughs> really wasn't much. I, you know, I, I really, I, what did I do? I really didn't do too much, and he means it. And he might be uncertain about the quality of what he did and wants reassurance. Our job is to give that reassurance. This encouragement could be beneficial in motivating him or her for further accomplishment. If you really hear what the person is saying, you'll be the one that will say those kind words. Let's say you ask somebody if he needs your help. Oh, no, no, I, I can do it myself. I, I really don't need your help. <sighs> well, you look like you're a little out of breath. No, no, it's okay. Taking his or her, her words at face value, say, okay, they said they didn't need my help. Bye. But if you're perceptive, you really know that they do need your help and want it. But they're either too shy or too embarrassed to directly ask you for it. You have to learn to be perceptive to realize where help is needed and really welcome. Now, I'm making a distinction between that and, let's say, you know, two Boy Scouts helping a little old man across the street. We'll help you across the street, sir. Don't worry. No, I don't, don't. What are you doing? Well, just help me across the street. I don't want to go across the street. I want to stay here. Somebody's picking me up. Okay. He didn't want to be taken across the street. See, I don't know the difference. But you have to be tuned in and sensitive with perception. Let's say, let's say a person might be very busy right this moment. And you'd like to take up some of his time about a matter that's not really so important to you. When you ask him if you're disturbing him, he replies, No, not too much. I can always stay up late tonight to finish what might need to be done. Maybe he can really afford to give you the time. On the other hand, he might be really wishing that you wouldn't impose it on him right now. It's very difficult for him to take off any time today. So I've got to learn to hear what the other person is saying. By gaining this sensitivity and perceptiveness, we'll be able to reach greater heights in the mitzvah of Vihaftal Recha Kamoka. The stipler used to say in the name of the Chazanish that when someone came to speak to him about a number of topics, and listen to this, 
He knew that as a rule, the last thing that they spoke about was the real reason they'd come to talk to him. Everything else was just to conceal this, and then they would get to it. <coughs> okay, now, another thing that I was thinking about, you know, there was a terrorist, or he'll be a convicted terrorist once they convict him, but an accused terrorist who they did find unequivocally was plotting an attack on Times Square, Chaspashom, that was to simulate what happened in Nice, the butchery that happened there. And the fellow is, fellow is, by his own admission, by his birth records and by his cultural affiliations, a member of the Muslim community in Brooklyn. Now, here's the question I want to ask you. We don't have um, Muslim phobia. Many of us have friends of every denomination, including Arab friends, that can be wonderful people, just like anybody else can. So I'm not discounting that. But do you remember that I told you about a year ago that we were walking at night on Avenue N in the 20s when a car pulled up on a Shabbos night, clearly speaking Arabic and hurling Arabic threats, and then in English, making violent death threats toward myself and my family, and then back the car up a one-way street, and uh, we were fortunate enough to run away. But I told you, I don't think that that is such an isolated incident. I think that this incident here, where this person who was a member of ISIS was arrested and was clear and evident what his intentions were, you think this is only one person, or do you think it's just sleeping right here on your door in Brooklyn? What do you think? 718-683-5858. Have you had any incidents with members of the um, of that community that have made threats to you or said anything to you? Or do you think it's something which is an isolated incident and we're not going to hear about this again? 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Parrots B, a.k.a. The Reb, The Reb with a Cause. Now, anything else that's on your mind, something that we can help walk you through, coach you through, problem with family, friends, relationships. I don't claim to know everything, but you can talk to me about anything. So what's bothering you these days? Something that maybe you want to talk through, walk through, kick it around, kick around the idea of something that you've just been mulling over. That's what I'm here for. 718-683-5858. And by the way, JRoot is here for you, and we are here to let you know that the station that listens to you is looking for your help and support. I want you to send out a pledge today at 2829 Nostrand Avenue, J Root Radio, J Root 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York 11229, and tell them that you heard it here with me, Parents Be the Reb. And if you let me know that you sent in your pledge for $50 or more, and you drop me a line at um, eichlr media at gmail.com, if you're one of those people among the first 10 to do so, I'd like to get you a copy of my pre-advanced release of All for the Boss for Kids, the audio CD, which you, the children and grandchildren and friends, we hope will certainly enjoy. Just drop me a line. Tell me that you made a pledge to JRoot, E-I-C-H-L-E-R media at gmail.com. Send your pledge to JRoot, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. So what's on your mind? What do you think about what I just said now? Two things. The Electoral College versus the popular vote. How do you feel about the president-elect and what he hopes to do for these great United States of America? And what do you think about 
what I just mentioned now about the arrest of somebody who was a proclaimed member of ISIS here in Brooklyn, a member of that community. Do you think it's an isolated incident or do you think it portends of things to come? 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Parrots B, a.k.a. The Reb, with you right here on J Root Radio, the station that does listen to you. Let us know that you're out there. like to remind you that if you have a, a youngster that's in like a fifth, sixth, and seventh grade, and they would like to start, start a Mishnayas group 20 minutes a night, if you're a Rebbe that would like to give the group where you are and you'd like to sign up kids, I want you to contact TBMC, the Torah Beyond the Mishnayis group. Contact Reb Shmuel Abramowitz at 732-278-5842, 732-278-5842. Or if you'd like to, um, if you'd like to understand Shas and not only go through Shas but have it go through you with a great review program, contact the Shas Kavura at 732-447-4201. 732-447-4201, or go to their website, shaskabura.org, S-H-A-S-C-H-A-B-U-R-A.org. All right, this is Perez B. A.K. and the Reb. We are winding down the day as we uh, are coming up on the month of Kislev. Hanukkah is just around the corner. All right, we'll be talking to you about that as well. Hi, how are you? Thanks for joining me, Perez B., a.k.a. The Reb, the Reb with the cause. Thanks for joining the revolution. What's on your mind? So I do we need to address exactly what you were talking about, or we can talk about anything? It's an open forum. Speak your mind. Okay, so just a quick comment in terms of what you said. I think there's a lot of wonderful Arab Muslims out there. I think there's a lot of uh, problems, and I think we shouldn't close our eyes to it. If you read a book called Redemption Unfolding, which talks about Gullis Yishmael, we it talks a lot about this, and I think that we're in it. So I guess, you know, I have had, you know, not any personally bad experiences, but, uh, but I think they're out there, but I've also had good experiences. The thing that's, other thing that's on my mind that I, I don't really hear anybody speaking about is older singles. There's a lot of older singles walking around that are now in their 30s, they're going to be in their 40s if they don't find somebody in their 50s and their 60s. And I cannot even begin to tell you, having just passed through the Yam Narayim, the, the agony that some of these people go through. And, and I don't know the solution. I know that it's so extraordinarily painful, and it isn't really a discussion that I, I hear people saying we have a shit-up crisis, but the real emotional uh, issues that people have, I don't really hear people talking about. And when I was listening to something from the Aguda Convention about, you know, people diving off the derach when they're in their late 20s and 35, you know, I just feel like it's something that we need to have a community discussion about because there's some people that are really, really suffering. So that's my... Well, well, I, I, I'm glad that you brought that up. Have you had any personal contact with people in that situation where you've tried to help them, and what have you found to be helpful? Well, I've had many, con- I've had many uh, contacts with people, and I, I'm not exactly sure, and that's why I feel like, because what ends up happening is their parents pass away, especially when they get a little older. 
you know, their parents pass away, their siblings pass away. It's, you know, every Yontif, every Shabbos is, where are you going? Where are you going to be? They have to find a place to go. And I think that the first thing that needs to happen is a conversation. And so that people have sensitivity to what it's like to be in that position. And I know somebody just recently said to an older single, you know, who, because they wanted them to come for Shabbos, everybody has, you know, a lot of people have Shabbos relationships, but they don't have a cup of coffee with somebody or, you know, can you pick me up something at the store? There's no normal life that happens for these people. And so she said, well, you know, why don't they come and stay by a neighbor and come to me? It's like staying in a hotel. No, it isn't. You know, like there's a lot of well-meaning people that just don't get it. And I think that the first thing that needs to happen, just like at-risk kids, just like what they were talking about, the Aguda Convention, is a conversation. Because, I mean, the bottom line is whatever our situation in life is, whatever Hashem's will is for us, we need to find Hashem in that hiddenness. But each in his own, each in his or her own, you know, challenge. And I just feel like as a community, if we, like I have a friend, older single, that I'm trying to get together some people to buy her a becher and some things for Shabbos, because had she been married, she'd have a normal Shabbos table. And she really, you know, she has a lot of covet for Shabbos. She eats at home a lot, but she has paper and tin things and she could buy them. But it's like, there's something that you really, you miss out on that the community of the home. And I, I think so that's I just a, feel yeah, like we I have hear. to talk about it first and open up a discussion about well, it first. And well, then maybe, maybe open, try to problem you know what? solve. Let's open it up right now. First of all, if you drop me a line at eichlermedia at gmail.com, I'd like to send you a copy of um, my advanced copy of All for the Boss, the audio CD, which um, you and, and any uh, family members might enjoy, but just for being a JRoot caller on that. Uh, drop me a note at eichlermedia at gmail.com. Just let us know you spoke and send us Thank your contact you. information. Uh, let's open up the dialogue right now. Uh, I appreciate that call, and I think that we do have to be sensitive to that. So in terms of what this um, this woman just talked about, opening up a conversation for older singles, what do you feel as either somebody who knows an older single or being an older single, if you're listening out there, what do you feel is perhaps being neglected that could be corrected. Taking that which is neglected and making it corrected, if I may coin a phrase. Give us a call right here on JRU because we are here for you. 718-683-718-683-5858, JRU, I want to thank my good friend Iran and everybody at the station for um, making everything that we do here at JRU possible. A voice in the night, a voice in gullahs, for you, J Root Radio. This is Parrots B, aka the Reb, the Reb with a cause. I don't claim to know everything, but you can talk to me about anything. And um, you're hoping in the very near future that my coaching lines are going to be open, where we'll be taking a, a, a bona fide coaching certification and using that with the life experience and training to be able to help as many people as we can. Now, that might sound a little bit gaivadic, but I, I hope it's not. There is a mandate given to us in the beginning of Nefesh HaKayim. Yitzhak of Elijah writes in big, bold letters in many editions that his father, Reb 
Kaimavaloshan used to admonish him that we are not here merely for ourselves. A person wasn't created for themselves, but to help as many people as we can, Pakola Koifis. And that's what we're here for. So let's open up the dialogue right now on the older singles situation, if you want to talk about it. A comment, a thought, what's being neglected that can be corrected? 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, or anything else that's on your mind or your heart, this is Parrots B. We should try to accomplish something each and every day. Avram Zuckin Bobi Yamim. We say, see that the Pusik tells us that. That Avram Avinu came with his days. And Rabbi Pliskin points out that there's an idea expressed by many Talmidakachamim that Avram came with all his days. Not one single day in his life was wasted. Each and every day he accomplished something. Brought down in the Manesha Torah by Rabbi Alexander Zusha Friedman, Zekat Sarka Brachamesham, avenge his blood. Each day is an entirely new and different experience from any other. True, you might have done a lot yesterday, but don't rest on your laurels. You still have a lot to accomplish today. At the beginning of each day, ask yourself, what can I accomplish today? What can I do to help somebody else today? Now, if you can't think of anything else, think about this. What can I do to help somebody that I know, but maybe I didn't think about that? It needs a shidduch. It needs a job. It needs a refuah shleima. What have I accomplished today so far? Now, if you're not too sure about that, make certain that you do at least one small thing before you go to sleep tonight. For example, open up a tehillim. Learn some Torah, write a chesed letter, make a list of goals, things that you want to do, things that you can do that you need to do. By the way, I'd like to ask everybody out there if you would be davening for Rafu Shlema, for a family member of mine, Herschel Benjamin Ben Malka, um, dedicating broadcast to him today that he should have a speedy recovery and be back on his feet and be the wonderful person uh, accomplishing the great things that he can. Herschel Benjamin Ben Malka. Come on, let's hear from you today. We're winding down the show. I know you're getting tired as the nights get earlier. The darkness sets in. Tend to get a little sleepy, but come on. Bolster yourself. Great things ahead. Green light straight ahead. I want you to keep smiling, keep going. Give it everything you got. Share with us what's on your mind. Older single, younger single, what do you think we can do to help people that are not yet married and that want to be? What can we do to increase our sensitivity? What do you think is needed? A conversation? So let's start the conversation. Let's see if we can get something going right here. 718-683-5858. We'll be back right after this. Parents B, a.k.a. The Reb. <clears throat> my, um, my listen lines are always open at 848-221-4605 or E-I-C-H-L-E-R media at gmail.com when you want to reach me and there's anything I can help you with. Meanwhile, we are here at J-Root. Remember to send that pledge in today, if you would, and mention that you heard it here on Parents B, The Reb. Send it to J Root Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. J Root, the station that listens to you, Parrots B, a.k.a. The Reb, the Reb with a cause, licensed by the state of awareness to live life. Bezer to Shem to its fullest. Thanks for joining the Reb Aleutian. We'll be back. Let's hear your calls, 718 683 5858. Mo, 
Okay, everybody, Peretzby, I'm going to open up my talk lines one more time, 718-683-5858, but I want to just read you quickly an amazing story, and it's really a shkaka pratis. I brought this in today after having printed it out. I had no idea that one of our callers would be one who would talk to us about the, the very vital, important crisis that we are facing in terms of uh, elder singles, older singles. I want you to hear this, listen to it, and if there's time, I want you to call me, okay? Listen to this. Elif Hamagain writes that praising and thanking Hashem opens the gates of Yeshua for every single person. He brings down Pesukim to prove it, where it says that when somebody offers thanks to Hashem and honors him, that person will see the Yeshua's Hashem. It says, Hashem, Ekra, Mahalal, Ivashay, Avai, Umin. It goes on. David Amel says that I will praise Hashem, I will call Hashem, 
and then I am saved from my enemies. Now listen to this. Rav Nachman Seltzer related a story that was told over by Rabbi Asher Druck from the Eretz Yisrael. I'm going to try and tell it to you fast because we're running out of time, but I want you to hear, of course, the kicker of the story. The icing on the cake of the story comes in right after this. Now listen carefully, and if you have time, I want you to give me a call and tell me what you think. But listen to this, and the woman who called in, listen to this because listen to the Hashkaka Pratis that's in this story. A man in his 50s woke up one morning with a problem. Couldn't see out of one of his eyes. Went to a local eye doctor, and the doctor said, I'm sorry, your uh, situation is very critical. I want you to go immediately to a surgeon. And he says, there's something dangerous going on. The man's heart sank. It was racing. The doctor gave him the same disturbing prognosis. Told him only a few eye surgeons in the world could help. And um, the number one man was in America, where he sent him. The man took a flight two days later. He was in the surgeon's office. The surgeon tells him, I don't think there's anything we can do. we got to get this operation done immediately. The, doc, the man asked the doctor for a little time because the doctor told him, if you don't get it done right away, you're not going to be able to see again, Lawlainu. Listen to what he did. He went outside, asked directions to the closest shul, went into an empty shul. In the middle of the day, he began talking to Hashem. He, he intended to beg for Hashem's salvation. But instead of just asking for his shul, he said, Hashem, I want to thank you, Akadosh Baruch for everything you've done for me in the past 50 years. You've given me so much, a brain, a heart, fingers, legs, a pair of lungs that allow me to breathe countless times a day. The best wife, children, so much love, so much joy. He went on for three hours with tears streaming down his face, just all the things he could think of, request after request, thank you, or rather, not a single request, only thank you and praise. At the end, he made one request, please, Hashem, heal my eyes so that I can continue to stand before you and praise you for your tremendous kindness. He went back to the the doctor. He said, Doc, I'm ready. Okay. Just do me a favor. Just examine me one more time. Doctor looks. He says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for frightening you. I I can't find anything wrong. It must have been a misdiagnosis. You're fine. Everything will be okay. Baruch Hashem, the man was fine and sees with both eyes today is continuing to praise and thank Hashem. The power of praise is amazing. Rabbi Aram Yitzhak Cook from Rakovit related this story in one of his speeches. Two months later, received a phone call from a man who was so choked up he could barely speak. Listen to this. Hold on to your seats if you're driving. Put on your seatbelt. Again, put it on and pull over. He told the rabbi that after hearing the story, he knew what he needed to do for his own Yeshua. He said that he had two single daughters at home. One was 32, one was 28. Neither had gotten any phone calls for such a long time. They were very depressed, Lo After your speech, rabbi, I came home and burst out singing wedding songs. My daughters looked at me as though I had fallen off the moon. They asked, what was happening, Ta? I told them that good things were coming. Tonight, we're all going to sit around the table and write down all of the things we have to be grateful for in our lives. You'll see how things will change. Everyone sat down with their own pad and began to write and write and write. Instead of running out of things to say, more things came to mind. We filled pages of personal thank yous. By the time we finished, every one of us was crying as we expressed our gratitude properly. For the first time in our lives, it was an incredible experience, and we all felt great. And then we asked Hashem to please help our daughters get married so that we could continue praising Him for His kindness. Now, just a week ago, my 32-year-old became engaged, and today my 28-year-old became a Kala as well. Indeed, thanking and praising Hashem is a wondrous segula. Thank you, Hashem, for giving us this opportunity to speak to so many wonderful people. And please, Akadosh Baruch Help all those in need of Shadokim to find the Rithikas of Ipokorov. Parents B, a.k.a. The Reb, hope that was meaningful for you. What do you think about it? Give me a call right now, 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Come on, pick up that phone, say hello, 
Let's know what's on your mind, your thoughts, your feelings. 718-683-5858. First two callers right now will get a audio CD of my upcoming audio release of Offer the Boss for Kids. I'd like to send that out to you. If you'll be a caller right now, let us know how to reach you. 718-683-5858. Otherwise, we're going to be winding up and wishing you a great week and a, uh, a good coitus and a good year all the time. So let's hear from you now, 718-683-5858. Hi, Perrins B, the Reb. Thanks for joining the Revolution. Hi. Hi. Yes. I just wanted to say that the whole story you just said now about the person who think to Shem, think to Shem, think to Shem. Yep. The thing is, you can learn this. Chana also did the same thing in Shira Chana. That's beautiful. Wonderful thought. That is right. Wonderful. Okay. I want you to drop us a line at eichlermedia at gmail.com if you remember that, and I'd like to get you out an audio CD of Wolf of the Boss, Blinetter, all right? For okay, kids. thank you. Thanks. Hi, thanks for joining us on JRoot. This is Paris B, the Reb. Thanks for joining the Reb Illusion. What's on your mind? Uh, yes, I'm just, I really enjoy your, your show. Thank you. Well, that was kind of you. Do you have a thought on what we just talked about, that story, perhaps? Did it, uh... I actually just stepped away from the phone, so I just missed it. All right. Sorry, you can hear it on the archives, but thanks for the call. If you reach out at eichlermedia at gmail.com and let us know how to contact you, we'll send you a copy, Blee Netter of All for the Boss for Kids, our new, my new audio tape that's hopefully coming out with a shem okay. soon. Thanks okay. for the call. Appreciate All the best. And Zayn Matzliya. Thank you. Parents B, a.k.a. The Reb, I want to thank everybody for joining us on JRoot today. Uh, you can also see me on uh, Our Man on the Street on the Lakewood Scoop. Go to lakewoodscoop.com and uh, tell them you heard it here on JRoot. Remember to send your pledge into JRoot Radio, the station that does listen to you. Let them know that you heard it here on JRoot. Parrots B, a.k.a. The Reb. Remember, in the words of Hill, the rest is commentary. Now go and learn. Good night, New York, and good morning, Yerushalayim.